The MomCast is brought to you by the YMCA of Central Ohio, Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, and Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Okay, well, this is MomCast. Welcome back. Michaela Hunt, Mindy Dreyer, I'm Stacy, and this is a special episode, ladies. Right, I can't believe it. First of all, it's Mother's Day, our Mother's Day episode coming up, but Mindy, why else is it exciting for us? Because we've been on the air now for a year. A year! A year! And our very first show debuted on Mother's Day last year, and the neat thing about it, we were all like, well, what are we going to do to kick it off? And if you guys remember, we interviewed our own moms. Remember that? We did. And you've come a long way, baby. Me or my mom. <laughs> Carm has too. <laughs> but Stacy had a great idea to try something a little different for our year anniversary. Yeah. So why don't you explain what we're doing? Well, as you know, we uh, are part of Columbus Radio Group, our mom cast, and Sunny 95, where I work in the morning. So we thought, well, we've got a great group of moms and women here, and even guys too. Um, and we just invited them in to have a little tea, which isn't really tea. Um, I'm drinking champagne. I don't know about you, ladies, (laughs) but I've got the champagne going. So, yeah, and some snacks, and uh, we just thought we'd kind of commiserate as moms and take a moment. And I was thinking about last year, we talked with two of our moms, but we didn't talk with one because at the time my mom wasn't feeling well, and we didn't know why. We didn't know why at the time now that I'm thinking back to this. It is crazy. And now, uh, just in the last year, uh, we found out my mom had colorectal cancer, and she was in stage three, and we were very fortunate. We have a wonderful hospital here in Columbus, the James, and she was treated there, and she went through two different kinds of chemo and radiation, and right now she is cancer-free. So, Ah, oh, yeah. Look what happened all in a year. You in know? a year. Isn't, Isn't that, that crazy? Yes, I know. And she's doing great. That's she's, the best part about she's it. She's doing well, and we are really excited um, for the future. So um, that's where we are. But so many things have, I guess that's a good example, have changed in our lives in the last year. But that's kind of what the MomCast is. Well, it was funny. When I used to anchor the Weekend Morning News, I found myself... And my producers would always tease me and directors. They always, because I always found myself talking about my kids. And so they're like, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> so I thought, well, why don't I really do a show where we are always talking about kids? Because there's so much sports talk radio. There's so much political talk. There's really not a lot out there where moms can feed off one another, get ideas together, because you know what? We all make mistakes as parents. Our kids are always going to make mistakes, but the bottom line is we can all learn from one another because really we're in this parenting thing together. We should never be against one another as moms. We should be together and learn from each other, and that's why we thought we'd do this mom cast. Mom code. Mom code needs to be support, right? Like that's hashtag right. mom code. Um, and when Mindy had the idea and then brought it up I just said this is great I'm a person who um, I believe information really empowers so the resources and the conversations we've been able to have I mean we've just been able to really cover a host of topics that I think have made a difference to families Mm -hmm. and that's been the amazing part of doing this and having a little fun with it too we're gonna go around and talk with some of our moms today Um, Melissa you talked about having to come back to work 
um, and how difficult that was, uh, leaving your little one. Oh, come on now. We made her cry the first time, Stacey. Well, she okay. cried the first time. <laughs> Come on, tears is part of what we do, right? Okay, so how is it going? We want to get an update for any mom out there who's had to, that moment where you come back to work and it's difficult. How's it been going? Well, she just turned one last week and I've been back eight months, I guess. No, nine months. Um, It's great. I mean, but I work here with all of you, which is is wonderful. Um, So I find that I am a much better mother working. And I didn't know that until I came back to work and got through that hard first month, six weeks, and then I found out that I'm just me again, mm-hmm. but a mom. So. Balanced, feel, you feel yes. balanced. Oh, very much so. Very much I, so. Sometimes yeah. I always don't think work-life balance exists. I truly actually don't think, because I think it's whatever the day is you have to deal with and address. Right. But feeling balanced in your head <laughs> is yeah. really important. And I think, you know, most of us start out as a mom thinking, okay, we can't be a better work working mom than we would be a better mom at home, right? And speaking as someone who did both... I get what you're saying, because <laughs> my my husband gently had to tell me <laughs> that I would be a better, you know, I needed to do something. So I think there are a lot of moms that feel guilty about that. And so thank you for sharing that, because it's important. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, the mom guilt I have found never goes away. So I'm just getting used to that. But um, yeah, so it, I, I just admit, I admire women that can stay home. I admire women that can work and be where they need to be and what they need to do and how they make it work. I just admire any mother truly now at this point. And so, you know, it's just, you make it work and you do what's best for you and your family, so. And you have a mimosa while we tape our mom <laughs> Amen. That's a mom-hosa. I've talked plenty with Roxanne about kids and having kids at an older age. We've had that conversation too, right? Yes, we have. And because you, you've you given me some words of wisdom in the case that that would happen in my life again. Let's just say that. I mean, hey. So, I mean, those have been important too, just in, as an impact on me as an individual. And that's not something ever that obviously we aired. I was 42 when I had my last child. I have a 22-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Are you crazy? <laughs> But she looks fabulous. Look at her. She looks ridiculously good. Having kids made her younger. Well, you know what? When I found out I was pregnant with my third child, I cried. And I told my husband, I said, I can't do this again. I said, because I'm just way over the phase. I mean, there was nine and 12 years difference between my kids. And um, I just didn't know how we were going to do it financially. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I was a stay-at-home mom for 20 years before I came back to work here. And um, my kids are the ones that forced me to go to work because they thought it was time that I did something for me because I did everything for my kids and didn't have my own life. But I would never change that because that was what I wanted to do. And I can't believe that the working moms actually can work and go home and take care of their kids at the same time because that wasn't what I thought that I could do. But um, I did. I worked with my kids all of the time. Um, Frustration set in a lot. Um, I would call my husband and tell him that don't come home until you have a certain surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, what? 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 (laughs) This is Michelle, and Michelle is my boss, so I'm going to be careful as to what I... (laughs) 
Now, your situation, I think, is, is unique and yet not that unique anymore in that, if I understand it correctly, you worked more and your husband was more of the stay-at-home dad? He's still the stay-at-home dad. Um, when we were, when I was pregnant with my oldest, uh, my radio stations had been sold. I was six months pregnant. I couldn't fit into my job interview shoes, let alone go on one. Oh. And... Um, so we had, uh, uh, picked, uh, we had picked up a move back home to St. Louis, which is where all of our friends and family and everybody is, and uh, decided, you know, I was going to stay home for at least Ryan's first year because, you know, they say it's so great if you can have at least somebody home uh, with them, somebody in the family for that first year. And uh, about seven and a half months, when he was about seven and a half months old, I got a phone call and it was like my dream opportunity at that point and because good things never happen on your time schedule and um I looked at my husband I said what are we gonna do like I thought we were gonna stay home and he goes well I have to quit my job anyway how about I stay home and it's only five months it's only for a year and then it worked and so he continued to be home and we had our second child and you know now both of them are you know we have uh, one that's in sixth grade and one that's a, a freshman in high school, and he's starting to go find my husband's starting to go find things that identify himself. But it's still so nice to have when a child is sick, or you know we have doctor's appointments we have to do that day. He's been the one to really take the lead on all of that. Yeah, I have boys, and so he I I I never would have pictured that my husband would have been this guy. And I tease him about that. He goes, you know what, though? I bet it would be different if it was girls because I don't know if I could have stayed home and played dress up, although I think he could. <laughs> I think he could. He'd be trying but, to braid your hair. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's been co-PTO leader. He is currently a part of the Boy Scout troop. He's part of uh, leadership in the troop. I mean, he's really got involved he taught swim lessons when they were competing and swimming he was one of the coaches he's been just as hands-on as any stay-at-home mom and it's just been phenomenal can I ask you a question do you sometimes feel left out um I do I sometimes I had to go through a period of time where I was really jealous and yeah angry a little bit yeah Heart, I not sure that I could really express that to him very well because I it wasn't a I didn't want him to feel bad about it, but it wasn't the way I imagined because you always have your ideal of what, but it just goes to show that what your ideal is, once you get into reality, like I think our situation is so much better and I can't dream of it any other way. It's just those moments of, man, that would have been cool to enjoy or experience. Just it didn't match what my dream or what I imagined it to be. But together you're a family. And those boys will never forget having someone there. You know, I, you know, as I hear people walk, you know, going around the table, the thing that I always uh, think about is people that have, you know, parents, that both parents are out working and have their careers. I bow down to them because I can't imagine how we would do it to have two people. So I bow down to every mom that also has a working dad, that they're both out of the home. You guys are amazing. We've been so fortunate and we've made sacrifices to be able to just be a one income family. It's not an easy thing to do, but I think it would be even harder to have two out of the home. 
And again, that's kind of the wonderful thing. And, and why we're doing this, I think as you're listening, Mom, you're in here somewhere. You're in our room, even though you're not physically in here, uh, you are definitely in. I'm Jennifer Beauvais. I am the business assistant, counts payables, counts receivables. So, Jen, let's talk boys, because yeah. it sounds like you have them and I have them. They're really close in age, too. Yeah, they are, aren't they? I feel like we mentioned that in passing. You know, it's um, it's a challenging time. There, yeah. there are chips in my walls that I'm not going to fix quite yet. <laughs> are you in the same group oh, yeah. with that? Okay. Oh, yeah. How did you grow up? What sibling, What kind of siblings did you have? I had a younger brother. He was four years younger. So you had a boy. Mm-hmm. I had no boys. Okay. Like, I had only a girl experience. So for you having only boys at your house right now, what, what have been the... Oh, there goes some champagne in the corner. Another, another bottle of bubbly. Another bottle's open. Um, having boys in your house, what what have you learned from this experience, having all boys in your house? It's been very difficult. Like, not being able to play girl things is hard. Like, I grew up babysitting so we played dolls we played dress up so I'm playing monster trucks and superheroes now so getting used to that kind of play is very different very wild play very active has been very challenging to keep them entertained and make sure they're experiencing everything lots of tag Uh in the front yard um yes it's, it's very active and I agree with you and sometimes I feel like I, my, um, so my other sister has only boys. I have two sisters, and, and the other one has only boys at this point. And um, you have to really, we feel like, and I'm curious what you think about this, you have to take time to do girl stuff, and you have to not be guilty about it. But it's hard, Fair right? Hard. So, like, if you want to go get a pedicure or if you want to go shopping, and these guys aren't going with you at this point, like, do you do things like that for yourself? Because I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I try. I have a great, great group of girlfriends, so we really try to get together. Um, I think it's hard for me to find time. My husband works a lot, so it's just finding that balance. And then you want away from him, but being okay to be away from him is hard because I want to be with him when I'm away from him. What's the really last great girly thing you did for yourself? Um, I did have a massage for my birthday, so I got to go out and do that. Tell me your birthday wasn't like nine months ago. No, just a month ago. Okay, good. And then I secretly stayed a little bit longer and read some of my book in the lobby. What isn't that the truth? Yeah, the like therapist was running behind. Like the sneaking in. Right? Yep. Because yeah, you're not I mean, it's it's hard because you don't get a chance to like share those moments with a girl that I'm very jealous. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I and I think I, my guess is there'll probably always be a little bit of that in our lives. So we need to spoil, like, I need to spoil my nieces. And I, they live far away, and I only have two, actually, out I of, the, like, seven. I have a question for both of you. Because yeah. um, at our house, my husband, Jeff, is a little jealous. We joked about me having the conversation with Liv about, you know, she's 10, and I got the note from school. And we had to have the talk about, you know. The talk. Yeah. And so now every few hours or so, she'll go, Mom where's dad and I'll say you know he's if he's there she'll say dad can you excuse us I have a question for mom about puberty and so (laughs) he feels a little I mean he doesn't want to have that conversation but he feels a little left out because it's us girls do you guys do you moms ever feel that way because it's dad and the boys do you ever feel a little left out by that well this weekend was a boy scout camp so dad and Evan got to go do that and you want to be there but you don't want to be there because this was a bad weekend with the rain and everything so I get a little jealous that I can't do all of that stuff oh I can but they need it too 
you know, so. Well, and, and, and this weekend, oh my gosh, if Logan ever hears this, he is going to kill me. Like, if he really ever hears me tell this story, he's not going to be very happy with me. So this weekend, he was like, when it, coming down to the talk, I mean, I'm not near the talk yet, but I have every confidence in Marcus being handled to handle those issues. So he was doing whatever, and he was playing with Legos, and he was on the ground. And then something happened, and he stood up. And Marcus was like, uh, so something physical had happened. Do I need to say more? And um, so with that, Marcus handled that, and I was okay with that. Like, those are the moments where I am more than okay with, oh, I don't know anything about that that's wow. happening with you. Because he didn't know what was going on, you know. Well, how old is he? He's six, okay, see, almost seven. No but I think, like, even no, all the moms are like, even, really? I think even at three and four, I've kind of noticed that with Christian, not a lot, but from I think it's just like any kind of physical stimulus. Like I think that's he was laying on the ground. So I mean, I didn't know what to say. So I was so, look at Jen. Jen is turning red over here. He's like sick. I didn't know yep. what to. I'm still trying to figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> Mindy, you have a son. You should know this. I know, but I'm blind to them. <laughs> so, I mean, those are the moments where I'm okay to right. your question, Stacey. To leave, to be left to, out. To be left out. I'm okay to be left out at that point. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get in so much trouble when he's like 18 years old and hears this. All right, we're going to move on to Amy, who says, I'm not a mom, but you have a mom. I just have the best mom ever. So We're all as moms saying, gosh, we hope someday... We have this daughter saying this or this son about us as a mom. So why is she the best mom ever? Okay, so quick background. My um, father passed away about three years ago, and I moved in with her to help, you know, in the home and take care of her. And uh, about last year at this time, it's almost a year now, my older sister, who is nine years older than me, and her two children, who are 18 and 7, a boy who's 7, they moved into the house as well. Um, they came on some hard times, and so mom took them in. So we're I'm back in the house that I grew up in with my sister and uh, her uh, very um, crazy son. And I'm kind of surrogate parenting in a way. I'm kind of being put into a parent role, even though it wasn't chosen. And uh, she's just taking it all on with stride and taking care of her girls, even though we're all grown up. So if you look back at your childhood, what would you say is your most favorite part about your mom? Um, how much she loved having fun with me. She enjoyed, she was part of every PTA, my choir, you know, my dance classes, show choir. She would always go on our field trips. She just was always involved, and I loved how much my friends loved her. Like, they just thought she was the funnest mom, and it was she was the mom that everybody liked to have around. So I love you saying that because I think that we don't realize at the time what the difference our mom is making but then to hear you later in life say because i try to be there for my kids through every step of the way and they may not appreciate it right now but hopefully later in life they will yeah well and it's stuff that back then you know i thought oh my gosh mom you're so embarrassing you know like that's so crazy you're so embarrassing but now i look at it and people still talk to me you know like that i've seen from years ago from school and stuff how's your mom your mom's so fun and she's just that mom that everybody in town knows Mm -hmm. and just everybody appreciates her. So. Well, I'm the embarrassing mom right now. So hopefully it'll get to that point where they'll be really glad that I am there for everything. We've heard that from more than one source. So. <laughs> 
I am Gail, and I'm in sales. I have one child, and she's an adult, so I'm in a different phase of parenting than most of the rest of the people in this room. So what was your favorite phase uh, as probably, a mom? Probably infant toddler. Really? Yeah, Why? I really like the little squishy, cuddly. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And I have three little granddaughters that are all toddlers and infants. So, so you didn't like that teenage year, maybe? Not so much. <laughs> What was the hardest part about that phase? Um, teaching driving. Oh, that that's what I'm about awful. to go through. It was, oh, it was so hard. It was, I have no trust. I had that break, the invisible break on the other side. Yeah, it was tough. See, that's Job exactly, yes. That's, I don't even want to go down that road, but I I'm, I'm have to. My son's yeah. 15. Good luck. He's supposed to have his temps, and he doesn't have them yet. I am scared, but then we've talked about it on the mom cast. It's a whole different scare because of these cell phones. Oh, you know, exactly, yeah. our parents didn't have to yeah. worry about that. That's a scary part about momhood. Good point. How did you do that? I mean, because we don't know yet. <laughs> so how did you let go? Well, you have to. You know, I was raised. My no, you parent, don't. Well, no. you do. You do. <laughs> I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> well, you have to. You know, every phase is setting them up for being independent, being without you at some point. So and this is the good part. This is the best part, honestly. Um, really hmm. watching them turn into. You're having some moms adults. tear up right now. Look at that. It is. It's hard when you haven't reached that. It, yeah. It's so hard when you think about. It. You probably remember that going. Oh, I'm not going to be able to handle that. And yet we always handle each transition. Talk about your daughter as a mom, and you kind of as the grandmother, how involved are you? Do you ever watch mistakes being made? How do you juggle that? Um, so my daughter um, lives about five minutes from me. I see my grandkids all the time. Um, I am so proud of the woman she has become, the wife she is, the mother she is. Um, they are preparing to do mission work in South Africa. They are moving in August indefinitely. Oh, definitely. So I'm going to be a really sad Gigi. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, that'll be tough. Oh, that's that's going to be hard. That may be the parting. hardest phase right there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we just asked you about letting go, and you said you have to. You have to. You can't hold, you can't hold them back. You know, it's but their it life. all starts from you, and that's where you really should be so proud of what you've created. Thank you. Well, because ultimately, and I had this thought the other day, they're not supposed to be selfish creations, right? Our children are not supposed to be. We're not su supposed to have kids for ourselves. We're supposed to have them so they can go out into the world and do amazing things and exactly. live their purposes. Which we get to selfishly keep them around for the years that they're with us. Right. But I had that thought the other day when I was kind of getting a little emotional about that point. And look at what your daughter's yeah. doing. Very proud of her. Wow, that's awesome. But see, even as you say that, there are moms in here, including all of us, going, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are my life. Yeah, we all feel that way, so it's hard. I'm Lisa, and I'm in sales as well. And I have two children. I'm very fortunate to have one of each. I have a daughter who's 11 and a son who's almost 9. And I guess I have an extra challenge. I'm a single mom. I've been divorced for five years, so... That has its own challenges. So I had a great conversation with a single mom just the other night. You guys are a great group. You're doing something that's amazing. I mean, I really admire it. You should give that a hand. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
so how do you make it work? That's what I want to know. Like if you, and that's not a simple explanation I know, but in your head and in what you do day to day, how do you make it work for you and your family? I am really fortunate to have a good relationship with her dad, with my ex-husband. And so that is key number one. So there are kids, we both put our kids number one priority. Um, and so we, you know, we make it work that way. Like if we just, if we need to be flexible and change schedules, we both do that. Um, we both go to all of their events together. So I think it's very important to have like that cohesiveness, um, even though it wasn't my ideal to, to have, you know, separate households for them. But my, my kids are extremely well adjusted uh, because of the situation. So that's, I think in my mind, it's not always easy, and I get that. It hasn't always been easy, but... And then, you know, working and juggling schedules is a whole different challenge, but we do, because we have a good relationship, we make that work. Is there one of you who is the established disciplinarian? Uh, um, you know, I think both of us are. I mean, we both are on the same page with 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 that. Like, if there's an issue with my son's a little precocious, as boys are, and you know, good kid, but he's a typical boy. And so it's like if, if we get a, you know, note from the teacher, both of us will address it with him. Um, so it's like we fortunately are both on the same page with that. I have a question I think sometimes people are afraid to talk about, but I see people my age kind of embracing it because, no, this wasn't your ideal. This is one, isn't what you set up to do. But some single moms that I know, depending on their custody situation, have some time more time to themselves to read a book and to do those kinds of things but nobody really likes to talk about it but I think it's important that we do because even though your situation has changed do you have more me time like just a little bit here and there well, that's interesting so we're we have share parenting so 50 50 so and because we have a good relationship we we see each other more than that we see the kids more than that because we'll see each other you know on off times but um that was the biggest thing for me to get used to because I felt guilty at first because I wasn't with them and they were younger. Um, but now I enjoy my me time. I, I've always been very independent. I always enjoy my friend time. And so now that is actually an advantage is that I do enjoy my me time and, and whether it's just by myself or spending time with my girlfriends. And I say good for you. Like, yeah, that's when I hear that, that's I great. I do. That's maybe when I'll go and get a pedicure, you know, or something like that when I don't have the kids. Hi, I'm Heather Dean. I'm in client services and a sales assistant. I have an almost six-year-old, an almost three-year-old, and my husband's vasectomy is scheduled for June 8th. <laughs> and he is very excited because he thinks that's going to help him uh, achieve some things with me and uh, <clears throat> so oh we all know better yeah <laughs> yeah all it's gonna do is make me stop taking birth control so <laughs> That's right. so but, your yeah. favorite part about being a mom is what I guess there's um ne- every day is different and uh, the smiles, you know, and, and my favorite thing is getting lost in in time so we'll go to the park and Next thing I know, three hours has passed, and they've got their shoes off, running around in the mulch, and we're filthy, and I, I it's time to eat dinner, and we just got there. That's amazing, because nothing else in my life can make me lose time, but when I'm with them, it's you just get sucked into this play, and that's an escape, and it's better than me time. On the flip side of that, the hardest part about being a mom? I'm... 
I think people who say, um, I don't miss my old life before kids are lying. <laughs> I really do believe that because I would like to, after work, go to the gym and go see Fifty Shades of Grey for the fourth time or Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> um, that's what I want to do tonight, but I'm not, you know, and that freedom is gone. And um, there's a lot of coordination involved to get it. Just to have your kids always having to be um, with someone that you trust at all times or you, um, that wears you down. I love what you said, what was the best, because I just saw like a news piece within the course of the last few months about parents. It literally was targeting parents who are on their phones in parks, who I can guarantee you aren't losing track of time in parks. So that tells me that you are involved in play. You're losing time with them. So hats off to you because you're not attached to your device. I can tell no. that. Stays in the car, even overnight. And and my friends are like, I texted you. Jen can attest to this. And I, 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 it's in my car. It's not important. What people are doing on Facebook is not as important as reading Avery's books with her. For you, was that a conscious decision? Was there something, that, a place you got no. to to make that? No. It's never, that phone is not a priority. I, it, it's, they are. And that will be there in 10 years when they're ignoring me. <laughs> so true but I think something good to hear right like and I, I mean and I think a lot of women struggle because my husband is the opposite and we've tried and tried to set boundaries and they'll come to me and say daddy's on his phone can you help me with this and that that stinks you know yeah. and uh he's working on it but I I think there's just a level of for, for um our culture where um if there's any downtime it's an instinct now to just open it and look and um, so we're working on it, but I think that's a lot of couples are having that struggle. Wow, good for you, Heather. I mean, that I think it is. It's difficult to do in this day and age. And thank you for your honesty. I think that's important, too. I think sometimes as mom and as women, we're not honest sometimes about the things that are kind of a bummer. I mean, it's yeah. okay to say, wow, you know what? I, I kind of miss my freedom. I kind of miss being able to head off to the movies or or honestly, I mean, something as simple as if you like to have a glass of wine, sometimes you can't do that. You're breastfeeding or, you know, you don't want to get tipsy because, you know, you got to keep an eye on the kids. So it that's refreshing to hear your honesty because I think we all feel that way sometimes. I love that you've taken the phone away because my kids are teenagers and I take their phones away sometimes <laughs> because teenagers are really into their phones and they need not to be so much. Okay, we've heard from moms that have boys like Michaela, and we heard from a mom that has kids close in age like Mindy, a boy and a girl, very similar. Um, this is Michelle, the director of marketing. My Bon Jovi friend. <laughs> <laughs> and we've known each other for a long time, but now someone in a very similar situation to me because you have an only, you have a daughter, you have one. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, I was also an older mom as well, so I didn't have Grace until I was 38. And she is an only. I was an only, so I always knew that that was okay. Um, I don't think we act spoiled. Uh, but she loves the idea that she's similar to me in that way because I kind of know what she's going through. Uh, but I always loved it because when I got sick of my friends or got in fights or whatever, I could go home and have my own toys or go to my room and have my own me time um, but she's uh, doing great she's the light of my life and yes she gets all the attention um, but yeah we were older so I feel like we're 
um, having, she's more like an adult because we always have adult conversations. And so that's a difference, I think, in her personality compared to some of her friends and how she relates to different situations and, and how she reacts to different things. I also want to talk to you about one thing that so many women go through, and I think it's important to talk about, and that is trying to have a baby. I'm going to get cheered up. And, and maybe it not working out. Um, that happened to us once. Uh, I think you have this buildup of what all of that means, and and you don't know that so many other people have gone through that until it happens to you, and then all of a sudden everybody comes out of the woodwork. And so when we had uh, we had one miscarriage before Grace, and that's another thing that amazes her. She's like, oh, I really did have a brother or a sister. It just didn't work out. So that has been a fascinating response from her. And that's just been in the past couple of weeks that she found out about that. I thought she knew about that already. So that was uh, an interesting thing. But yeah, and knowing that if we didn't have one soon, we probably would have made the decision not to. And my husband is adopted. So that was always an option. But never in my life would I have imagined not having kids. So She's just a blessing. As girlfriends who, those that you had who hadn't been through that experience, because you're right, there's more when it happens to you, you find out, but those who it hasn't happened to, what is the right thing to say, ladies? Like, what is the right thing, since I've not gone through that, and I have, I've had a sister who's gone through it, what is the right thing for us to say to support you and to encourage you? When I have my kids at home and this is going on in your lives, I mean, get real with me. What do I need to say? Don't act like it didn't happen, because I think most people, just with... Um, a death, I've had friends who've lost infants, don't act like you bringing it up is going to remind them and they're going to get sad. They're always thinking about it, so you might as well add your condolences, just give them a hug. You don't have to say a word because nothing that you really say is going to help anyway. And I don't want to sound depressed about that. It's just that it's, it is the way it is, and with 25% of pregnancies end in that uh, result, it's just don't avoid them or don't avoid the topic. They're thinking about it anyway. But now that you have your daughter, isn't it fascinating to see some of your traits carried on through her? Because I think all of us as moms see ourselves in our children so much. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a neat thing? It is. And she does. She, <laughs> or not. <laughs> um, and she does, she does so well. And I, I guess I've always had a fear and I've talked to Stacy about this sometimes too you want to be always on top of it because you know all the problems that are out in the world she's 11 uh going into the sixth grade next year I can't even believe where the time goes and I know that sounds so cliche but it's she's going to be done with elementary school in a couple of weeks and we have a lot of moms in the neighborhood all with girls in the fifth grade which is odd something must have been in the water but we know the challenges they're going to be facing soon and already are starting to with the feelings of exclusion and the mean girl syndrome which the other girls I think don't do it purposely yet they have no clue that it's happening they're they're oblivious to the to the way their actions or their words can affect other girls um, but Grace being an only, she doesn't have the sibling to talk it out with or to bounce things off of. We don't have any history with, well, this is how we handled it before. It's hard. It's always hard. 
I think she, um, I always try to uh, encourage her to fight for herself or defend herself. She doesn't have that inherently, because when you're an only, you don't have to fight for time of your parents. You don't have to fight for toys. You don't have to fight for screen time. It's all about you. And so I think that's something that I want to try to instill in her, that it's okay to get mad and it's okay to lash out if you're doing it constructively and to tell somebody when they've hurt your feelings or they're not treating you right. And so if, if that was a lesson I think that I didn't learn until much later in my life, I was very introverted. But now I think, you know, why wouldn't I have said something for myself? That's what I want to try to, to teach her. I know I've shared this before, but I think as a parent of an only, you learn to, you have to find ways to disappoint your child or they'd never learn to deal with it because of all of those things. You're there to, they're not sharing their time. They're not sharing a lot of things. And her very smart kindergarten teacher said, I would like you <laughs> to go home and purposely find small ways to disappoint your daughter. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, it's tough to do it. It's counterproductive to what you think as a mom to do those sorts of things. But I credit Michelle and for all you moms that are trying, I, you know, I understand that frustration. I was just told I couldn't have children, but I credit Michelle because I would sit next to Michelle in promotion meetings and other meetings through the day and she was pregnant and I got pregnant not long after she did. And I still think, you know, they say there's something in the water. <laughs> I think sitting next to, <laughs> there's gotta be something there. There has to be because I mean, lo and behold, a miracle happened and it's kind of cool. And I think that does happen sometimes, but I just encourage you, sometimes it doesn't happen. And, you know, I was ready to be okay with that. And sometimes it happens when you least expect it. Surprise! To happen. Right. Um, but I think, yes. I think when you were talking about um, the time spent, I got the best advice recently from somebody um, about how to do the work-life balance because we don't really think that works. Be 100% in the moment that you're in. If you're at work, be 100% in the work. She's fine. They're fine wherever they are. They're in school. They're with friends. They're with mom or dad or grandparents. But if you're at home, then be 100% with them at home and not try to let the other things that worry you in life come into that. And I think that's the best advice. Well, we have had a story that represents, I, I think, almost every portion of motherhood from around this table today. And that's been very cool. How many of our moms are still with us? I, I know that some of us have lost our moms in the room. And I know this past year for our family was difficult. Um, you know, my husband lost his mom. I think about that this time of year, too. And I just think, I, I think we should send love out to everyone that has lost their mom. Because if we think about our moms, what a huge part of our lives they are. You know, we've all talked about our kids. Um, we learned from our moms. Everything we are the moms we are, we are today yes. because of our moms. We That's learned. the reason why I just chose to stay home because my mom was always home with me. And you don't appreciate it as a kid, but I knew the older I get, I, uh, the older I got, I thought this is what I want to do. I want to be home with my kids. And that's why I've been blessed to be able to do that. But it started with my mom. Exactly. And so much love 
to any anyone that's lost mom our love to you and you know cherish those those moments you know some of them that you think you were so angry or it was so silly and you can kind of look back and smile but uh, maybe put an arm around those that have lost a mom this mother's day and happy one-year anniversary ladies our moms would be proud our moms are proud and it's been a great opportunity to work with both of you it's been a really great year I have to admit that, well, I don't think it's really any secret, but between Randy, myself, Kylan, and Cameron, we are all very, very active. And I think the neat thing that we're starting to do now is we all four will go to the gym and work out together. And I think that's pretty healthy. When you start having kids work out at a young age, now I'm not saying, you know, go have your 10-year-old lift heavy weights. I'm not saying that. But anything, jump rope, um, anything that you can do together as a family. Get the heart moving. Get the heart moving young. And then chances are those young people will start doing that, maybe carry it on for the rest of their life. That is what's so awesome about the why. They have all these programs, not just for moms and dads, but for the kids too. You can do things together as a family or individually. If you would like more information, please go check them out. It is a fantastic place ymcacolumbus.org. So I got a text from a girlfriend last week who said, Michaela, I saw that you got Botox done with Dr. McMahon, and I'm so curious. I've been wanting to try it out. My kids tell me I have a scowl on my face all the time, and I want to fix that. Maybe it's just permanent there. Maybe it's because the kids are doing something wrong. Well, I teased her. (laughs) I said, it's your kids who have that kind of thought with she's beautiful and I said but hey if you've been nervous to try it you know I get it I've been there and I suggested to my friend Angie check out Dr. McMahon he did a great job with me given the fact that I was a little hesitant Botox Juvederm Restylane I mean who knows what it all means I didn't know what it all meant but he is so knowledgeable and he's so compassionate correct he was great with you he was great so I would say to Angie and anyone else who's been kind of curious um, maybe your kids are poking you don't (laughs) go for that reason but if you want to try it yourself check out Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery free consultations and really a great perspective on what you need 614-459-0060. That's 614-459-0060. Or check them out online at jmcmahonmd.com.